Brazil. Brazil. Alien dos Santos Rocha, finalist of the 1500 meters on the track. Ceremonial de abertura já vai começar e o Brasil está preparado. Eu estou super ansiosa para carregar a nossa bandeira. Welcome to Flame Bears, the women athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, we speak with Paralympic cross-country skier Alini Roca from Brazil about what it's like to be the only female para-cross-country skier from all of South America in the 2022 Winter Games. We also discuss her hopes for women in para-sports in the future. My name is Aline Rocha. I'm from Brazil and I, I am athlete for uh, the ski cross country and wheelchair racing. Before getting into cross country skiing, Aline started out wheelchair racing. She competed in the 2016 Rio Paralympics in her home country of Brazil. But she hasn't always been into sports. It's actually quite the opposite. When I was a kid, I hated sports. <laughs> in, in school, I never make it sports. Never, never. <laughs> I started sports only after my my accident. Bellini, if you feel comfortable sharing, what happened? I have one car accident. When I had 15 years old, I traveled with my, my family and I'm in back in car and heavy older car, it crashed and I paraplegic. I movement my my legs, but not my asparagus. Asparagus are no movement. I can move my arms perfectly, but the problem was with my legs. I saw a post you wrote on social media that said, quote, the accident took away my right to walk, but the sport gave me wings. What do you mean by this? This part changed my life, not the accident. After the accident, my life don't change. But after this part, I have many opportunities. I travel in the world. Alini sees sport as what changed her life more than the accident because it's provided so many opportunities for her that she probably wouldn't have even considered or pursued. She became interested in sports when she was 19. And when she met her husband, Fernando Orso, who is also her coach, she took to competitive wheelchair racing for the first time. He sees her story as an inspiration for many women and para-athletes for a few reasons. Alini is a very committed athlete, so she dedicates a lot of effort to do everything she needs. Her story is important because she's a competitive athlete from a tropical country competing in the Winter Games. 
She's an example for other competitors, as well as for other athletes in Brazil, but more broadly South America and the world. She's also a great role model for all women out there who come from countries with similar conditions as Brazil. If she can compete in the Winter Games, you can too. So, Alini, when did you realize that sports were something you wanted to pursue? In 2010, my my first competition in my state, in, in Brazil, I think 3,000 athletes in this competition in many modalities. I see these people and I think, wow, this is very good. The first time I saw those 3,000 athletes competing happily, I said, okay, I want this happiness for myself too. Once she got the competition bug, she worked her way to the Rio Paralympics in 2016 in wheelchair racing. There is Aline Rocket, the 25-year-old. Later that year, she took up cross-country skiing after a friend introduced her to the sport. After the Rio de Janeiro Paralympic Games, I have one friend in Brazil, Fernando Aranha. Uh, he was the first man in, in Paralympic Games in Sochi. And I, I see he make a cross country. I think, ah, it's amazing. And show my interest. I have my first travel for snow in Sweden. 2016. In 2017, I have my first competition in Ukraine. In 2018, my first Paralympic Games. <laughs> Not only was this Brazil's third Winter Paralympics at all, but it was the first time Brazil had ever sent a woman to the Winter Games. So she saw representing Brazil as an incredible honor. Alini was even asked to be the flag bearer at the Pyeongchang opening ceremony, which also happened to be on International Women's Day. Aileen Dos Santos Rocha, finalist of the 1500 meters on the track in Rio as well. In Brazil, there was a flag ceremony that felt equally special to Alini. We have a ceremony in Brazil, and it was the same day as the Women's Day. So they chose me as a symbol and as a way to celebrate this day and the special event. Oh my God. I cry, I cry. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to better understand what it means to be disabled in Brazil. So I sat down with a Brazilian scholar, Dr. Monica de Silva Aroajo, who wrote her doctoral thesis on Brazilian Paralympians. I'm Monica Aroajo. PhD in Anthropology and Professor at the Department of Social Sciences at the Federal University of Piau, Brazil. In 2011, I defended my doctoral thesis entitled The Athletic Body of a Person with Disability, an Ethnography on Corporality, Emotion, and Sociability among Paralympic Swimmers. I immersed myself immensely in the daily lives of athletes and sports institutions, observing their training, forms of sociability, relationships with clubs and representation entities, as well as the way that they presented themselves publicly in front of the press and the public. 
I also conducted interviews in order to understand the athlete's life trajectory and how their entry into the Paralympic sports impacted their concept of disability. Through research, I was able to understand how entering the sport impacted the athlete's subjectivity. The athletes shared experiences about what it means to be a person with a disability in and out of the sport. It before was seen by most of them as meaning of incapacity, lack, weakness. Later, it came to be conceived as a specific power as a particular way of experiencing the world. What does it mean to be a Paralympian in Brazil? Through the history of Paralympic sport in Brazil, athletes have played a fundamental role in breaking the stereotype of the poor little thing disabled. But at the moment, they also refuse the notion of heroism, founded on the belief that the achievement of Paralympic athletes can only be forged and represented through superhuman efforts against unfavorable conditions, both in sport and in collective life society. Elaine Rocha's presence at the 2022 Paralympics is the result of the effort of so many athletes as an inspiration for the new generations. In this case, we add to the weight of her presence, her representationness as a South American athlete and as a woman. Brazil is not a climate ideal for winter sports, which is probably one of the primary reasons They don't usually have many representatives at the Winter Games. 2014 was the first year anyone from Brazil participated in the Winter Paralympics. Alini herself had never even experienced snow until November 2016. And by January, she was already competing in cross-country skiing in Ukraine. There was definitely a learning curve, but she never gave up. First competition was so hard because snow is very different. I crashed many times in competition. I cry many times. It's so hard. I have more practices and now is now is easy. Alini is seriously underestimating how amazing she is by saying this sport is easy. Her proudest moment in sport was racing in the 2018 Winter Games in Pyeongchang. A new sport, different sport, only woman, downhills. Oh, it's, it's very hard. I crash many times in all competition. I crash, I crash, I crash. I contemplated giving up. But after going there, I said that going to Pyeongchang was the reward I needed to keep competing. And now she's on her way to Beijing, feeling more confident and hopeful that she has more experience under her belt. In Beijing, I am an older athlete. In downhills, I don't crash. The Brazilian committee uh, make a good investment in this season. Every athlete dreams about getting a medal. And I also dream about getting a medal. Alini, you mentioned before that there are not a lot of women in Paris sports in Brazil. Can you tell us about this? The women in sports in Brazil 
don't have many women. When I start in 2010, have only three, four women in wheelchair racing. And in snow, don't have more women. It's no good because I need the other athletes training with me. And I train only with the men. It's good for me because the men is more hard, <laughs> more strong, <laughs> helping me in training. But having other women is, is better, very better. Cool. So you're the only woman training with a bunch of men. What's that like for you? I have two big friends. One in wheelchair racing is Carlos Pierre, training with me in marathons, in track, in gym. And here have a Christian Ribeira in snow. is amazing, Christian. The men that I train with, they don't treat me differently. And they help me with things like doing the exercises and doing everything else that I need. Alini then shared something I didn't realize before about para cross-country skiing. Everyone races the same path, but they are divided by the type of disability that you have. So based on this, they discount the time after the competition, and you only know the winner and the medalist after everybody has finished the race. The coach, they have like a tablet where they try to predict your placement. I kind of have a feeling of what's happening based on the results. Even through all of the setbacks and challenges throughout her journey, Alini remains incredibly positive. When I spoke with her for this episode, her positivity was something I noticed almost immediately. I asked her where it comes from. I have this belief that everyone should try to improve 1% every day. So this is my mentality. And before I go to sleep, I write three positive things that happen to me on a daily basis. This mentality has carried Alini through the pandemic and all of her challenges. Alini, how have you done this? My family was a very important part of this positivity. So since the beginning, they were supporting my decisions and trying to make me see the positive things in life. I knew the pandemic would end someday, so I knew I really needed to keep training through the pandemic. She shared how she created a training center in her house with the help of her coaches and team. She would also create Instagram lives during the pandemic to encourage others and let them know that this wasn't going to keep her from competing. And now she's on her way to Beijing and she's really hopeful. She'll hear the words of her husband and coach running through her head as she races the course. There will be some details and small things from previous competitions that I will remind her of. And I'll say, just remember everything we have done. Go for it. And Alini has her own message that she wants to leave us with as she heads to Beijing. Believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams. There may be difficulties on the way, but there are great things waiting for people. Thanks for tuning in to Flame Bears, the women athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. For more behind-the-scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter by searching for Flame Bears. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a positive review. We'd really appreciate it. 
If you missed last week's episode with Mia Clark, the first Malagasy woman to compete in the Winter Olympics, go back and give it a listen. Stay tuned for next week's episode with Italian skeleton athlete Valentina Margoglio. Thank you to my amazing friend, Michael Cercaria, for his translation skills and for making this episode possible. Thank you to the Harvard Kennedy School's Women in Public Policy Program and the Harvard Innovation Lab for your ongoing support. Thank you to my amazing gal group within Stanford's Galvanizer Incubator Program. Last but certainly not least, thank you to Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support. We'll catch you on our next episode.